Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Puntacubi Fantasy episode for week three. Our favorite episode, uh, it's not really a bonus episode, it's the fantasy episode. We service our friends uh, with our fantasy. So it, it's we have a little more fun, but Ricky, we got to talk about, we talked about it on the main episode, we got to talk about it here, the headlines. Now, the Aaron Rodgers injury was big national news. It was on Monday Night Football. It was the Jets. He's a first bout Hall of Famer. But he was also not, in half the leagues, he was maybe a starting quarterback. In the other half of the leagues, he was somebody's bench. Exactly. This injury, while gruesome and, and horrible for Chubb, spinning it forward to a fantasy aspect, the biggest blow so far. Oh, yeah. He was a first-round pick in every league, one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league. Huge blow for, for fantasy, as, as we can spin it in that direction. Uh, Nick Chubb is probably out for his career, but at least a season and a half. At least at least for the rest of this season, possibly the beginning of next season. Yeah, I mean, and maybe, hopefully, he, you know, I'll just be happy for him if he gets back out in the field or if he just is, you know, gets, gets, gets back to being completely healthy. Yeah, if you handcuffed him with Jerome Ford, you felt good for about 48 hours. Yeah. And then the guys who drafted and held on to Kareem Hunt were rewarded. Yeah. I feel like for the next couple of weeks, Jerome Ford's going to be a nice fill-in. They are still number one in rushing team because the approach they take. I feel like for a few weeks, it'll be Jerome Ford. And then at some point, Kareem Hunt takes over. And by the end of the season, he's the better back. Am I wrong? No, I think you, you might be right. But I mean, I, I could see Jerome Ford hopefully doing uh, some good things. He's just... He doesn't have that breakaway speed. When you saw in that Monday night game when he had that one where they did like kind of like an end around and Deshaun Watson kind <laughs> tried of tried to block, tried to block and so like that. Like he ran out of gas by the end of that. He sh he could have taken it to the house if he. If, I if still he think I'm telling you. I'm watching the replay. I still think he did. All you have to do is touch the, the 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 um yeah get the the, the goal line. line. Yeah. yeah, and anyway, it was close. Yeah, I, I didn't have a horse in the fight. I just you know it was it was interesting. But yeah, definitely the biggest blow to the fantasy community, if you will. Yeah. A lot more injuries, especially the running back. Saquon, he's going to be out a couple weeks with that ankle injury. Um, I mean, full disclosure, they're playing right now without him. And and obviously, it's too late for now. But, like, any interest in Matt Breda? Like, I mean, no. for the next couple weeks as a stopgap? Well, remember last, week, last, last season when you saw Matt Breda come in when Barkley was hurt? It was not good. Matt Breda is probably one of the least valuable backup running backs, in my opinion. Yeah, and for uh, the third straight running back drafted in the first round, Austin Eckler. Uh, Staley who has, says there's no timetable for his return, so uh, not looking good for Austin Eckler owners. Yeah, well, I mean, if you listen to us, you handcuffed him with Josh Kelly, and week one, you were, you know, if you had both of them out there, you were rewarded. Um, best ball, if you had Josh Kelly, you were rewarded. Last week was was kind of a rough week, um, but but really, Minnesota can't stop the run. The Chargers run the ball well. If the Chargers don't want to start off 0-3, they got to start running the ball. You, go you would hope so. Yeah. You would hope so. Some more major fantasy injuries. Jalen Waddle still concussion protocol. That's huge. He's on a lot of teams. He's a wide receiver one. Yep. Um, Anthony Richardson has been a nice fantasy surprise for guys who punted the QB, pun intended. He's still in concussion protocol. So something you got to keep an eye on. And that doesn't even include Deontay Johnson, who's on IR. David Montgomery is going to miss a few weeks. Jamal Williams is going to miss a few weeks. And what the hell is going on with Joe Burrow? Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals right now are an absolute free fall. And let's face it, that impacts a lot of fantasy football teams. 
Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, that's a lot of teams right there. Probably four different teams are affected four different ways. Yeah, and all the names we've mentioned, all the injuries we've seen, bye weeks hadn't even started yet. Yeah. I mean, just just madness. Absolute madness. So let's say we start our tradition, how we start our fantasy episodes with good old studs and duds. Yep. Again, I, I like to celebrate the guys who had good weeks, call out the guys who had bad weeks, and spin it in a way of what does this mean going forward. Yeah. So week two studs and duds in PPR points. Quarterback position. Quarterback three on the season. Quarterback two for week two. Russell Wilson, 308 yards passing, three touchdowns, 56 rushing. We haven't seen that since his younger days. 31 points for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a, he had an impressive week. He had an impressive first half, I'll say that. And then, uh, you know, a, a lot of those stats were padded by the Hail Mary, yep. which, you know, apparently uh, the Washington football team still doesn't know and you need to bat it down. Yeah. But, uh, again, you got at least for one week 31 points. Anybody who was in a deep enough league or had the balls to start him, you were rewarded. Or a 2QB league and you actually or had Russell Best Bolton. ball, yeah. let's say he was your second guy in best yep. ball. He, he was your guy. Uh, another guy I wanted to highlight, quarterback two so far, uh, at least for last week, Daniel Jones. 321 yards passing, two touchdowns, 59 rushing, another rushing touchdown, all in garbage time, but those still count. 34 points for Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, it was... Pretty much a whole second half. For because, six yeah. weeks this season, he was god-awful. Six quarters and of you, the season. I'm sorry, for six quarters, yes, you're yeah. right. You were ready to bail. You're like, F this guy, I messed up. Yeah. And then in a second half second half comeback, he did it all. And, and honestly, that's what you're hoping for tonight yeah, as well. absolutely. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully he hasn't done a good second half because it's not been a good first half. You want duds for the quarterback position? I have, I have duds, my friend. Derek Carr, after throwing for 300 yards week one, 228, no touchdowns, an interception, Apparently, Taysom Hill was still a thing. Yep, and he got you six points but, if you if you believed in him. Yeah, well, you know what the 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 bottom line is is that Carolina's defense is a good defense. They have a sneaky good defense, especially against they the really Jets. do. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, again, it's going to be a little tested without Shaq Thompson, but yeah, they they really do fight hard. You know who's a real dud? I had to highlight, or I guess low light. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, in his big matchup against the Chiefs at home, two hundred sixteen yards passing, twenty six rushing. No touchdowns, nine points. A big point total, big over under that, and you, you to what a total of twenty six points, seventeen. Yeah, I remember. I made a point to get Kelsey yeah. and Kelvin Ridley in my DFS line because I'm like, oh, I got to have part of that game. Yeah. Seventeen to nine, and Trevor Lawrence took all of his fantasy owners with him. Yep. Running back position. Oh, jeez. You know who is. The number three running back on the season and was number one running back in week two. Is it Kieran Williams? Brian Robinson Jr. Oh. Number three on the season. 87 yards rushing, two touchdowns, another two catches for 42 yards. In week two, he had 28 points. Yeah, it was an awesome week. He was on my DFS team and he, he got me some, he got me paid. Paid! Uh, another guy who had 28 points, you already mentioned him, Kyron Williams. 100 total yards, two total touchdowns, and apparently he's going to be a thing going forward because oh, yeah. Cam Akers, he gone. Yep. They, they, there is nobody going to spell spell him. He's going to be getting all the carries. Yeah, and, and I could not go past the running back stud segment without mentioning DeAndre Swift. 
we we've talked all off season. We talked last week about what's going on with the Philadelphia, you know, merry-go-round at the running back position. Well, if you were brave enough to throw him out there, and again, that was a Thursday game, so it feels like it was an eternity ago. Yeah. One hundred and seventy-five yards and a touchdown, twenty-seven points. He was the number four running back for week two. 27 points for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it was an awesome week for DeAndre Swift. I, again, if you had Wables enough to get him out there. And you know what the funniest part about it is? There's no guarantee that's going to happen this week. None whatsoever. Yes. None back whatsoever. To, back to the same four running backs in Philadelphia. All right. For this, for the duds for the running back position, um, we're each going to take a slice on this one. Bryce, uh, Brees Hall, four attempts, nine yards, zero points. Yeah, well, once again. It, again, highlight not, the four attempts. Yes, four yeah. attempts. I mean, it's one thing if you're like with Josh Jacobs, nine nine carries, negative two yards. Yeah, that's when you're talking about four carries. I mean, you don't even you, there's not even giving you a chance to to score. I mean, I mean, how many how many? I bet you if we looked up how many people score had more than four carries, some of those names on that list, you'd be like, oh my god, how are these guys on there? Ahead yeah, of there's gonna be probably a dozen quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 a dud for week two, a dud for the whole season, and a dud going forward. Alexander Madison, twenty eight yards rushing. Three catches, 11 yards, a fumble lost, four points in week two. And welcome in Cam Akers. Yep. Not good for guys, you know, like myself who went zero running back or hero running back and he was the best available when it was time to take one. Not good. Yeah. You know, it was funny because there was two guys going into this season that were like, okay, their former Pro Bowl running back is gone. They're getting an opportunity, and they've gone in complete different directions. For the Cowboys, Tony Pollard. He was finally getting his opportunity. Zeke was gone, and he has looked phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Then there's Alexander Madison. The Vikings got rid of Dalvin Cook, and he was finally getting his opportunity, and he has laid an egg. Oh, yeah. It's not been pretty. And it's not going to be pretty going forward. Because yeah. while it might take Cam Akers a couple weeks to get used to the Vikings playbook, I I'm telling you, we saw what happened for the last five weeks last year when he got a full load. I would not be shocked to see that going like the second half of the season. Second half of the season, sure. I mean, right now, I mean, I would say that uh, it's not, not now. I would say the reason why the Vikings brought him in is because let's face it, all preseason they were waiting for Ty Chandler. They had a couple other running running backs there. They were waiting for somebody to step up and take that number two role, and nobody ever did. So trading for Cam Akers gives them that number two running back they don't have. And let's face it, I mean, Madison could easily end up falling number two, and Akers can be one by the end. Easily yeah, and, and that's the thing is, if you're a guy who has Alexander Madison, you got to keep throwing him out there until yeah. he gets regulated to the bench. And there's no value. You can't trade him now. You yeah. can't trade him. So you're you're stuck with him. He's at least your flex, and you're stuck with him. Yeah, there's a whole lot of no value when it comes to uh, Alexander Madison. Yeah, I mean, even when he's performing, you're not going to get as much as you would be as much as you would think you'd be able to get when he's performing. And now that he's underperforming, he has almost no value. Wide receiver studs. Let's do it. Week. Two's number one wide receiver. Oh, I know. Keenan Allen, eight catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns, 31 points in PPR for Keenan Allen. Yeah. I, I mean, this is what happens when he's healthy and the Chargers offense is rolling. Yep. Even though they're 0 2. <laughs> their offense. Notice yes. I said the Chargers offense is rolling. And we just can't get enough of him. Puka. He was week two's number two wide receiver. On the season, he's the number two uh, wide receiver in PPR. 20 targets. 15 catches. Let me say that again. 15 catches, 147 yards. Without scoring a touchdown, he got 30 points. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about it is? Is that he plays 
the opposite position of Cooper Cup. So when Cooper Cup comes back, you've got Puka on one side and Cup on the other. Holy And cow. Kyron Williams in the backfield. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, they could be this year's Seahawks where they where they get like, you know, like a five seed or a six seed and, and they're tough out. They they really could. One more wide receiver I had to highlight. I could not go the stud segment without mentioning him. And, and again, I talked about it with Keenan Allen. Oh, you're picking on the Titans pass defense. Well, guess who picked on the Bears? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Six catches, 171 yards and a touchdown, 29 points for Mike Evans. Wow. Great week. I had him in I had him in fantasy Lamar. I had a DFS. I, I yes, loaded him up did. everywhere. You I said it's not that now coming. when. It, and, and it was now. Yeah. Um on the dud side, I, I've got to call him out. Calvin Ridley. Two catches, 32 yards, five points for Calvin Ridley. We declared him back last week. Uh, this is what happens. Sometimes from uh, from week to week, these guys have a dud, and Calvin Ridley was one of those guys. Yeah, well, Jacksonville, just their offense just completely put up a Yeah, dud. exactly. Trevor Lawrence was on there. Calvin Ridley yep. was on there. And who's been a dud on pretty much the whole season, and it's relevant, I had to bring up, Jamar Chase. Yeah, second and third pick, fourth pick in multiple drafts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eight points. I, again, I'm not saying that's travesty. That's not a goose egg like T. Higgins put up week one, but you're talking about a guy who was either the second or third pick in a lot of drafts. Yep. So, I, I mean... I'd like to say going forward, you guys are going to be fine, but the Bengals, if Joe Burrow isn't fully healthy, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, and the worst part about it is is that T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, maybe not Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, if you have these guys, you have to play. You have to. You can't just abandon it. As soon as you abandon it, they're going to come through. Absolutely, absolutely. Moving on to the tight end position, which as a whole for the season has been a dud, but there has been some highlights, and I talked about it when we broke down the tight end position. My number two tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Well, guess what? He's number one. Number one in week two, number one on the season, TJ Hawkinson. Number one in my heart. (laughs) Seven catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns, 25 points for TJ Hawkinson. That's an awesome week, especially considering what, even in wide receiver, he'd be in the top ten. Absolutely. I mean, just phenomenal for Hawkinson. And, and he showed flashes of it. That's why I was so high on it. He showed flashes once he got mm-hmm. traded there. The uh, number two tight end for week two, number two this season, Hunter Henry. Six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. People are starting to believe he is up to 55% rostered in ESPN League. So He should be. I mean, with the, with the, the, landscape, the landscape that is the tight end position, even if he has duds in there, at some point he's got to be on a roster, doesn't he? I mean, like, Kyle Pitts, at some point, you just have to bail. Well, speaking of Kyle Pitts, let's get to the tight end duds. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, on this season, he is tight end 28. We're not talking wide receiver 28, tight end 28. In this landscape, in this wasteland, Kyle Pitts, two catches, 15 yards, three PPR points, tight end 28 for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's bad. It, it's, it is bad. Bad. Every year he gets drafted relatively highly for tight ends because of his talent alone. Yeah, tight end 28. Well, you're talking about a team in Atlanta that does not care to pass the ball. You know who's even worse? Pat Fryermuth. One target. One reception. Two yards. <laughs> one PPR point. He is tight end 37. Yeah, and he was in both of our This top- year! I think he was in your top 10. I think he missed my top 10. Yeah, no, I again, I because I, I was so much higher on the Steelers yeah. this year, and it's only week two. We can't say last week was overreaction week and not parlay that into this week. But tight end thirty-seven this year, yep. holy cow! Yeah, bad, not not good at all. All right, buddy, your least favorite segment. I'm going to keep. <laughs> a, I know you say not, but your face says otherwise. The start sit segment, where I asked you pointed 
well-researched, good questions with facts and logic, and you crap all over me. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, now that I've fully chucked you under the bus. All right. The start and sits. Let's start with the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson. Well, I never wanted Deshaun Watson to be my starting quarterback when we talked about it before, so I would say no. Um, but some people did pick him to be a starting quarterback, and I guess it all depends who you had to, who you backing him up with. I mean, because let's face it, if you picked Deshaun Watson, you probably missed out on Tua. And if you picked uh, Deshaun Watson, maybe your backup is Jordan Love, in which at that point, how have you not already made this switch? I have three words for you. Tennessee pass defense. Yeah, it's brutally bad. If if he's your quarterback, if he's on your roster, if not now, when? Exactly. I think you'll, you might see him pop up somewhere else when we're talking about some of the things that I'm doing, because if you're not going to pick him now, then there's no point in picking yeah, him at all. Yeah, absolutely. Geno Smith, is he back in the circle of trust? Yeah, I never I never thought he left the circle of trust. I liked him. I, as a matter of fact, he was my DFS guy last week. He is playing against your Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be okay. It's at home. Um, they, they are just, the number four pass defense. They just lost Shaq Thompson. They're gonna have some. They're gonna have some issues, I think. And once again, uh, you know, even even good defenses have bad weeks on the road. Sometimes. I hear you. How about Russ Russell Wilson at Miami? Um. Well, no, no, because Miami gives up a lot more on the run than they do in the pass. And if uh, if if Denver wants to stay in this game, they're gonna have to run the ball because that's where Miami is weak. I hear you. Yeah, I, I mean, just some pointed guy, guys I asked you about were 14, 15, and 16 in the ESPN rankings. Sure. So, so they're on the fringe. They're yep. definitely on the fringe. Uh, there was a couple other guys about the quarterback position I was going to hit you with the other. How about Dak at Arizona? Give me a quick, yeah, quick yes or no. Yeah, absolutely yes, Dak to Ar uh, Arizona. Jared, versus, uh, Jared Goff versus Atlanta. Uh, no. If it all, I, get, I mean, it all depends. If you're saying Goff or, or Russell Wilson, I'd probably start Goff. But I think that there's... There's room. He's he's in the middle. He's in that middle area. You know what I mean? He's not somebody's top. He's not in the top ten of quarterbacks that would start this week, but he might be twelve. He might mm -hmm. be in there for the, like the the twelve teamers. I like it. I like it. There's not a lot of hard decisions at the quarterback position. We're only a couple weeks into the season. You're still kind of going with your guys. Are you going with the at this point? Well, I mean, maybe not this week because you're playing against a, a New Orleans defense that's pretty stout. But is Jordan Love reached trust? Reached enough trust to where if you have Let's say you had Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback. Or you well, know. if you had Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Jordan Love is the rest yeah. of your guy. But some of the guys I mentioned who were at that fringe, like I said, I mentioned they were ESPN's 14, 15, 16. Some of these guys, Dak was right around that area too. Uh, I mean, if it's Jordan Love versus anybody I just mentioned, the six names I just, or the five names I mentioned, Deshaun, Geno, Russ, Dak, or Jared Goff. If I had Jordan Love, the only guy I'm not starting Jordan Love over is Geno Smith. Yeah, all right. I, I, I believe that. I, I, I can go along with that. I, I mean, he's just, you, the way he's looked. Yeah, no, he's been looking great. And that's without Christian Watson. Yeah. And last week without Aaron Jones. Yep. All right, let's move on to the running back position. I got to ask, Najee Harris. Man. I mean, right? <laughs> it's, I, it is... It is bad. It I, is I know you're. Really a, you, I know you're. You're one of those that are stubborn as far as like you drafted one. You drafted him. You got started. You drafted, dude. Nasi Harris, he is running back forty-seven on the season. Yep. And, and keep in mind, we we just went through a name like ten running backs that have been injured. Yep. Jalen Warren, his backup, is running back twenty-eight. Yeah. It has been beyond brutal for Nasi Harris. I think. I think as soon as you bench him, he's going to go off, but. You can't keep putting him out there. I say go ahead and 
and let the let the let the burial week happen. You're gonna eat it somewhere along the line. You might as well just go ahead and eat it. And if he goes off, then he goes off. But I, you can't keep putting him in the lineup with what he's doing right. Najee Harris or Jerome Ford against the Titans. Man, that's that's a terrible matchup for Jerome Ford. I think if you picked up Jerome Ford, I think you're going to be rewarded handsomely for it. I don't think it's this week. I, I'm with you. I, and that's the thing is you have the looming Kareem Hunt. Yeah. But but to me, you got to be special or matchup proof to, to, to start you against the Titans. Yeah. Najee Harris or Gus Edwards? They're hosting Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, but then Gus has got he's got Justice Hill there sniping. He's got Melvin Gordon there sniping. I mean, I don't I don't like Baltimore. I don't like Baltimore's running backs at all right now. I always I I liked Dobbins, but with the, with everything that's happened, I I have no faith in any of them putting up substantial points week in week out. So I can't trust any of them. I hear you. How about Alexander Madison? No trust. I didn't trust him before. He was one of my best bets as far as under yardage for the season. Uh, he's proving me ab- absolutely right. I have zero faith in Alexander Madison. If you told me I had to choose between Gus Edwards and Alexander Madison, I would tell you just go ahead and throw Gus Edwards out there because at least you have a chance to get some points. Yeah, he, he can at least get some touchdowns where Madison hadn't even scored this yet. He well, he got he that. had a receiving touchdown week one, but Uh-oh. it was you're, you're it, right. It I'm was wrong. it was it's still like running wise, it is not good. No. How about DeAndre Swift? At Tampa Bay. You know what? I mean, it's a hard, that's a hard one because that one week, is it the anomaly? Because it's not the norm because you have four running bags there that they're just going to keep cycling in and out. He, he even said himself, Nick Sirianni even said himself, he goes, some days DeAndre Swift's going to be the guy and some days he's going to have weeks where he doesn't do much. He, to me, was the most polarizing on the list because of the pros for him. He had 27 points last week, and Philadelphia's rush offense is number two. Mm-hmm. The cons. Bucks' rush defense is number two, giving up 54 yards per game, and he had one point in week one. Yeah, and Gamewell's back. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I to me, he was the most polarizing guy. I feel like if you sit him, maybe he does what he did last week. If you start him, maybe he does what he did week one. It's tough. He, he's... Yeah, I, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I feel like he's one of those guys you throw in your flex and you just eat it if he sucks. Yep. Moving on to wide receivers. There, there's, there's some tougher decisions. So what do you think about Michael Thomas at the Packers? I think it all depends. It all depends. If Jair's just going to follow Alave around, then fine. But if, if Jair's going to cover one side, it happens to be the side that Michael Thomas is on, that's not going to bode. And that's why I'm asking. I, yeah. I feel like the argument for him is that Jair would be on Alave and that he's healthy, so he has an opportunity to perform well. The downside is he's Michael Thomas. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I'm just saying he's not 2019 Michael Thomas. Yeah, no, he's not. So, Definitely not. I, I mean, he's averaging 11 PPR points per game, which is not good in PPR. Do you want to know what I would do? If, I, if, if fantasy football was head coaching... I would have Jair Alexander cover Michael Thomas the first half and then cover Chris Olave the second half because that seems to be when those guys get the ball. Like Michael Thomas is usually <laughs> like, let's get our let's get Thomas some catches right off the bat, and then you don't see him for majority of the second half. And then on the opposite side, Olave doesn't get seen much in the two games that I've been paying attention but the two games this season, I've been noticing that Olave doesn't get very many catches at the beginning of the game, but then ends up with like ten. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. How about Elijah Moore? Uh, if not now, when? If you if you if you have Elijah Moore on your bench, and you have a spot to put him, why would you not put him on there? 
if you're playing against a Tennessee team that can't stop anybody from any receiver from getting the ball. If, uh, That's like always my theme Deshaun, this year is when, picking on the Titans pass Yeah, defense. it's like exactly what we said about Deshaun Watson. If not, now when? If you're not going to start him now, why is he even on your roster? He is wide receiver 59 on the season. Once again, if you if he's if if you really if he's at fifty nine and he's pissing you off that much, you throw him in there this week. This is the best opportunity he's going to have all season long. If he doesn't do it, you might as well drop him. He is the definition of if not now when. Yeah. How about Marquise Hollywood Brown against the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Rough. But now that Trayvon Diggs is out, at least he doesn't have that. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I would I would say to go ahead and throw him out there. He has been putting up points and he's basically the one option over there i mean i understand they have like rondell moore and they have zach Ertz, but neither one of those guys hold up to the talent that marquise brown has yeah i i, I mean on the flip side i would say that dallas is the number one pass defense mm-hmm. only giving up 107 yards per game but i feel like yeah but are you going to bail on marquise brown to start elijah moore no yeah no not at all how about tank dell in a PPR league and you're in a flex and you're in a bind, yes. I do like Tank Dell. I do. Don't get me wrong when I'm trying to say this, but there are so many other... There, there, Tank Dell is probably, when you drafted him, he was number five or number six on your... If you drafted just, him if at if all. If you drafted him at all. He's your number five or number six. I, I just receiver. feel like he he was one of the guys that was, was, a, was a big waiver ad this week because all the targets he got yep. this past week. And, and I feel like... You want to justify your waiver claim by getting him into a flex or a third wide receiver spot. You don't have to do that though. If you're doing DFS and you want to save some money, put Tank Dell out there. All right? If you're if Oh, I did. If you yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're not if you're not if for your fantasy team, there are plenty of people. You just picked him up. There's no reason to take somebody off of waivers and throw him in there. Maybe Kyron Williams, maybe Puka from, you know, the last couple of weeks. So that. But there's besides that, you're not just going to throw these guys out there. Maybe Jerome Ford because you have nobody cuz Chubb was there. But other than that, you shouldn't be throwing these guys out there just because you picked them up. All right, give me a quick yes or no on these guys. 2-2 Atwell at the Bengals. Yes, because the Bengals right now are just a dumpster fire. They can't stop anybody. Zay Jones. No, because I just... Probably not going to have to throw that much against the Texans. Yeah, you shouldn't. They can't stop the run. You know who's going to have to throw a lot? The Denver Broncos. How about Cortland Sutton? But Denver, one thing that the one thing Miami does struggle with is stopping the run. So, I I I don't believe in that because I don't believe in Russell. I, I understand he had a great week last week. I don't think that 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 stays. I don't think that holds. I'm so happy that you said you don't like Cortland Sutton this week. Oh, because you're playing you're playing him. Yes, against me. Yes. All right, let's go. <laughs> it's on the record, Rick. Uh, Rick thinks let's he sucks. Go. I don't think he sucks. I just. No, nope, nope. we've Hold got on. the audio. Hold on. We got you got Marvin Mims there. You've got uh, another receiver caught a touchdown last week who was not named Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy is still there. No out of the first three weeks, who is actually catching these touchdowns? It's it's Marvin Mims. It's you know, it's 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 just there's no guarantee about any of these guys. You know who's not catching touchdowns? Tight ends. Tight ends. I I, I cannot justify a start segment a start sit segment. Say that three times fast while drinking Oktoberfest. For the tight end position. I, I Okay, here's the stats. On the season, four tight ends are averaging more than 10 PPR points per game. PPR points, yeah. four are averaging more than 10. So, in good conscience, how could you tell anyone to sit a tight end? Yeah, well, it's, it's, almost, as, it's almost as bad. Running backs are getting to be this bad. Oh, my God. Running backs are getting to be almost as bad. 
we're about to hit our DFS segment. Yeah. And what I used to do was always spend money on 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 running backs and then get a a a third tier quarterback receiver uh, tandem and hope they hit. Yeah. I have flipped. And most of the time, you would try, probably try to flex out a running back. You know what I mean? Or yep. a really good wide receiver as your flex and have three running backs in there. But right now, there's no point in putting multiple running backs out there if you don't have to. Absolutely. And, and I touched on it. Let's hit it. Let's hit the DFS segment. What do you say? Tim, in our DFS, we were we're 11-1 in our picks on our other podcast. So if you're not following that, what are you doing? But on this one in the DFS, in three out of the four teams that we put out there have all won money. Yep. I finished just outside of the money with my. Uh, I my finished in the money week. again. I, I, I've won four times my initial investment. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'm really enjoying on the DFS app. Completely unrelated, best ball. Yeah, I, I did a couple best balls this year. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I mean, it's because it takes no thought. Yeah. You, you just you've already drafted the team. You're 20 deep, so I'm a guy who likes to find those sleepers. Like I said, I, I, I mean, the money in both of my best ball leagues. I have Puka and Kyron Williams on both of those teams. Yeah. And I've got guys like uh, Josh Reynolds and, and guys that, like, you know, have been in my, you know, lineup for two weeks in best ball. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, absolutely. Completely unrelated, but we are talking DFS. So um, why don't you go first? Because you like to finish these episodes with all of your, what I call, Rick's stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. So DFS, let's keep it going. I've, I've now cashed for both first two weeks. Let's go. We're going with. What, what I like to call play the matchup, stupid. And quarterback, Kirk Cousins, 6,900, all right? Kirk Cousins nice. going up against the Chargers team that can't stop anybody, all right? I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins at home, all right? And I'm going to go back down my running backs. I'm going to, once again, chop a little bit, go halfway down the, that line there. I'm going to spend $6,200 on Kenneth Walker the third. I think that Shaq Thompson's going to leave a little bit of the gap there. Um, and that's going to cause uh, Seattle to be able to run the ball a little bit better. I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker to the third at 6,200. Javante Williams at 5,500. What does Miami not do? They do not. They do not stop the run. So I'm going to throw throw a market flyer out there on Javante Williams. I know he's been struggling so far to start the season, um, but I'm going to throw it out there and see what happens. We're wide receiver. Let's throw all of our big money out there on one guy, Justin Jefferson, ninety three hundred. When you're talking about Kirk Cousins, you might as well throw Justin Jefferson out there and go a little, uh, go a little pass happy. Hopefully, they just go off there and you do a little combo action there. Uh, Say Flowers, fifty four hundred. Okay, you're talking about a Baltimore team playing against a bad Indianapolis team. You're, this is Baltimore's time once again. Lamar's going to be able, and, and Zay Flowers seems to be the guy that Lamar's looking at all the time. All right, want to save some money? We just talked about it. Tank Dell, if you're going to use him in daily fantasy, go ahead. 3,600. All right, Houston, if you're talking about uh, Nico Collins, if you want to go up on your money, if you want to save some money, Tank Dell. I mean, these guys could be in DFS every single week. These guys are going to get a ton of targets. They cannot run the ball. And CJ Stroud has proven that he just will, he has no problem with throwing 25, 30 passes a game and making it happen. All right. Tight end. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little budget here on tight end here. Jake Ferguson. When you're talking about a team that is terrible at stopping tight ends, it's the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are horrendous at stopping. And Buda Baker's out and now. And Buda Baker's out. Yes, exactly. So when the when the when the Cowboys get to the red zone and they decide not to run it to Pollard, that Jake Ferguson leads the NFL for in tight ends for red zone targets. So give me Jake Ferguson. All right. You want to go to flex? Let's keep going combo crazy. Give me Jordan Addison at 5,500. 
All right. I think that the Chargers are going to uh, just have a really hard day against the Vikings because the Chargers don't stop anybody. And what do the what do the Vikings do really well? They exploit the fact that the people can't stop those receivers. Jordan Addison is a great receiver. He's turning into a great receiver. Justin Jefferson is a great receiver. All right. And leave it all with my defense. What do I have a budget for? 3,500. You know what? Give me the Patriots defense because at 3,500, when you're playing against Zach Wilson, I mean, come on. They haven't scored. The Jets have not scored over 22 points in the last eight games. So you already know you're going to get points. The fact that they they held them probably to under 20 points, plus the interceptions, plus the fumbles, plus the sacks. Give me Patriots defense at 3,500. That rounds out my team, Tim, and I hope it makes money for a third straight time. I feel like I could do my segment by saying ditto. <laughs> we we don't talk about this ahead of time intentionally, but I know they're going to be high ownership rates. But if you're not pouncing on the Chargers Vikings game, what are you doing? Yeah. Quarterback Kirk Cousins, a very nice sixty nine hundred. Running backs, here's where I'm saving money. Justice Hill hosting the Colts, forty eight hundred. I feel like. The rest of my team's going to be high ownership, so if I'm going to hit in tournaments, i got to have these guys that nobody else has and hope they hit. Yep. So, Justice Hill, 4,800. My other running back, Jarek McKinnon. I want to pick on the Bears defense. He hasn't really done anything yet this year, but at 4,500 against the Bears defense, why the F not? Yep. Those guys saved me money to get a guy named Justin Jefferson in there, 9,300. Again, why would you not? Yep. I went even farther on this game. K.J. Osborne is another wide receiver. 4,000. I don't care. The the Vikings are going to blow up the Chargers. This game is going to be highest scoring, and I'm going to get every bit of I can. So K.J. Osborne, 4,000. The DraftKings site has not picked up on it. You're right, Tank Dell against the Jacks. 3,600. How was Tank Dell 3,600? I thought it was a misprint. Yeah, what he did last week, yeah. Yeah. And uh, who do I say every week? Travis Kelsey, tight end. Every week. I don't care. <laughs> 7,200. I, I mean, but if you're not, I, I get Jake Ferguson. Everything you said is accurate. But as long as Kelsey's playing, I start my DFS lineup with Travis Kelsey tight end. We're playing, we're playing two, we're playing the similar strategy with most of our team. And I'm loading up on a couple other things where you're loading up on the tight end. Yeah. Flex, Mike Williams. Uh, I, I'm quadrupling up on that game. I don't care. Mike Williams against the Vikings, 6,000. And a defense, of course, the Patriots. Yes. How, how do you, they're 3,500 against the Jets. How is that possible? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I don't it's bargain get bargain bin shopping and getting a great deal on it. It's like, how, did, how is this? What is this doing in the bargain <laughs> bin? You're like holding up the Patriots defense. Yeah, but, but that's the thing is, again, I, I know I could have just said ditto to what you said. But, again, if you're not taking advantage of the Chargers-Vikings matchup, and if you're not playing against the Bears defense every week in fantasy and DFS and bets, what are you doing? Yeah. All right. So for your survival pools, I mean, really this week you should not have an issue. I mean, you've got Baltimore. If you still have Baltimore, you should probably take Baltimore. Yeah. If you didn't use them week one hosting the Texans, this is where you use them. So I'm taking Baltimore. But, I mean, if you took Dallas, that's fine. If you take the Chiefs, that's fine. The only thing I would say is, is that of all of these close to double-digit spreads, do not take the Jaguars. I, I just do not, like, the Jaguars have lost uh, to the Texans the last three times in Jacksonville they played. Um, the spread is nine. It's just some, first, it, Trevor Lawrence does not cover at home as a favorite. It's just all the rest before you were warned. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and I gotta, I, I gotta say, anytime two AFC South teams get together, chaos ensues. Yeah. Whenever these four teams get together, it's just, who knows? Yeah. 
So that's what I would say is I would say if you're going with Jacksonville, I would probably say to pump the brakes on that. Um, the other double-digit teams, I mean, I don't think – I mean, maybe they don't cover, but really they're they're going to take care of the business. Casey's going to take care of the Bears. Dallas is going to take care of Arizona. Baltimore is going to take care of Indianapolis. I mean, especially if Anthony Richardson doesn't play. And if you haven't used Baltimore, if not now, when, guys? Because they don't have a lot of – Oh, when no. You're, when you're talking I looked about, ahead. This yeah. is it. When you're talking about when they play against Tennessee, do you really want to go up against the Vrabel-led Titans team when they go up against, you know, the better average? Of, That's overseas, too, that matchup yeah, against the Titans. Yeah, below average or average, like, even if below average teams are actually decent teams that the, that the Ravens are playing against. This is, especially with no Anthony Richardson, you should be jumping all over this. All right, but once again, do whatever you want here. Let me give you my fantasy eliminator here. We lost another person this week. We're going to keep losing a person each time and stuff like that. I'm going a lot rogue compared to where I normally go. I'm going with Deshaun Watson because if not now, <laughs> Tim, when? You're right. If not now against the Tennessee Titans, you should be trying to exploit the Tennessee Titans every single chance you get when you're talking about wide receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks because the Titans can't stop anybody from passing the ball. I'm going with Kenneth Walker the third. I'm going to go with Mike Williams for for the Chargers because what once again I want to get I want to get these double guys out of my these two wide receiver sets that one of them goes off and one doesn't. I want to get them out of my system as quickly. as No, possible. but let's be honest, you got to use those guys before they yes. get hurt. Yeah, exactly. So Mike Williams especially, you yeah. know what I mean? Mike Williams will probably get hurt two plays into the game, knowing the fact that I picked him. All right, I'm going to because I do not trust Deshaun Watson as I probably should because. Of what I saw, the, the two times I've watched Deshaun Watson play this year, and uh, the seven but six games I saw him play last year, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna throw one of my bigger guys, like guys out there. I'm gonna throw AJ Brown out there. I think AJ Brown is gonna have a good week. He was just getting upset last Thursday or last yeah th last Thursday night about how he wasn't getting the ball, even though you know Philadelphia seemed to have a pretty good handle on that game. So I think that Jalen Hurts is going to go out of his way to make AJ, get A.J. Brown the ball this week. Yeah, that scream squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yes, I'm going to put A.J. Brown out there, and then it's a kicker for a tiebreaker just for shits and giggles. No one cares, Brandon McManus. So, guys, there's our there's our picks for this week. There's our fantasy episode. Guys, I had a great time doing it. Me and Tim love the fantasy episode. This is really what we look forward to doing here. Um, we love the other one, obviously being 11 and one in our picks doesn't hurt, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I feel like I, I love breaking down every matchup. Yeah. I love football as a whole. I, I feel like we do that professionally. We do this for fun. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Hey, you know, keep, keep it going here. Brandon Staley should get fired if he loses this week. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, hashtag I, is Kellen Moore ready to be a head coach? No, but <laughs> I mean, it, that couldn't hurt at this point. I mean, if you're starting 0-3, let's face it, how many teams go 0-3 and actually make the playoffs? I don't think it happens very often. I mean, they only say it's, what, there's 9-0-2 teams right now and only an 11% chance. That means only one of those teams is going to make the playoffs this season. Tim, which team is it? Of the 0-2 teams? The yeah. Bengals. You think the Bengals will still find their way to get I, I just feel like they find a way. Oh, okay. I think it could very well be whoever wins this Minnesota Chargers game. Well, I, I, I'd i say yes with Minnesota because the NFC is significantly easier to get into the playoffs than the AFC. But the Chargers also can. So even if they win one week, doesn't mean that. But I think Minnesota's going to take, take care of the Chargers this week, and we're going to watch just the absolute dumpster fire that is. Remember, Her, 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 Herbert and Burrow both just got paid. And there, and what have the what has those fan base and the team been rewarded with? Zero oh, and two starts. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It's it, you know when every Sunday someone has to lose, right? Yep. All right, guys. Well, good luck. Good luck with your fantasy. Good luck with your bets. Good luck with 
your survival pools, good luck with uh, your best balls, your rainmaker, all that stuff. It's pretty interesting. Looking forward to talking some more about it next week, guys. Enjoy your week. Enjoy football. We'll see you guys next time.